Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, episode 367. We have an amazing show for you today. And I have a wonderful panel with me as well that I'm going to introduce in one second. But before we get there, here are the topics that you will get from us this week. We are going to talk about all the new game announcements for the Nintendo Switch. And there were actually a couple of them. Mm -hmm. uh, some small games, but also some bigger ones. We're going to talk about Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which uh, some of us got to play. Some didn't. Um, and we will talk about another wonderful game that we're looking forward to. We haven't forgotten about our 3DS audience. That's, of course, Metroid Samus Returns. But before we get to all that good stuff, I want to introduce the panel. I'm Pierre Schneider, your host today. With me, I have Miranda Sanchez. Hello. Brian Altano. Hello. And <laughs> Zach <Happy> Ryan. <laughs> hello. <laughs> We did three get weird hellos. Here. It was a good hello. I was yeah. trying to get the. I, I realized I couldn't get the, the wave the same way. It's a tough. It's tough like wave. But you know what? The important thing is we tried. Next yeah. time I'm gonna do a weird, extra weird one. Okay. You guys are I'm, creeping I'll, me out. I'm there. I'll, I'm trying it. So in case you have been, uh, <laughs> in case you've been asleep for a couple of years, it is the year 2017. Correct. Somehow. Nintendo is doing well again. The dark years appear to be over. Mm -hmm. You know, sales data uh, came in last week. You heard how well um, games like Splatoon are doing in Japan. This last week was no exception with Splatoon again topping the charts everywhere. So it's a good time to be a Nintendo fan. And there are actually new games coming out as mm -hmm. well. I like the idea of waking up from like a four-year coma and you're like, what <laughs> are people playing? Mario Kart, Splatoon, Zelda, and Super Mario. And he's like, oh, I never woke up, did I? <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, the other day I... I, I I was listening to Game Scoop, and, and Justin kind of had the, the opinion that between Zelda and Mario, there's not a lot in the middle that you know he's excited about. And, what? Uh, I would have yeah. smacked the mic out of his hand in that show. You yeah. Well, you know, you know, my old man used to tell me all the time, mm -hmm. Justin's opinions are bad. Oh. <laughs> wow. Did, uh, how did he forget about Stardew? Huh? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we're yeah. going to cover here, too, yeah, like so many Rabbids, other things too. Metroid. Yeah. Are we doing like a Biggie hmm. Tupac thing with Game Scoop right now? That's right. <laughs> Shots fired. Oh, so, no, I, you know, I, I, actually, I, actually think, <laughs> I actually think that that viewpoint, um, I've heard that viewpoint from a lot of people uh, when looking at this month, for example. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Mario uh, plus Rabbids is coming out this month. And I think a lot of people don't see this as a big game. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> I think that a lot of people are not taking this seriously and are looking at it like like. Sonic and Mario at the Olympics are kind of a game that uh, may give you some fun with multiplayer, but might yeah. not be as deep as kind of a traditional N Nintendo release. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get to that. But before that, I wanted to go over the latest news, and there's been a lot that's been happening in the world of Nintendo. First of all, game announcements. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 are coming to Nintendo Switch this year mm -hmm. uh, in 1080p. Um, it's coming out, uh, the collection is coming out on PlayStation and Xbox One before that. It's coming out in, in August. The Switch version will be later. There's no definitive date yet. Did any of you guys play uh, Revelations? I played the original I yeah. Revelations, yeah. yeah. I didn't play Revelations 2, yeah. okay. but I did play the first Revelations. And I like it a lot. It's yeah. In terms of like a sort of, not an old school Resident Evil game, but like an older feeling Resident Evil game. <clears throat> like yeah. More so than... than um, Five or six, and especially different than seven. I feel like it does have sort of an older, an older school uh, Resident Evil. Film. I agree. It's, it takes some of the sort of like action and sort of traversal and camera elements of four and mixes it with some of the more survival horror uh -huh. stuff from the original from, ones. From one and yeah. two, especially. Um, yeah. But a weird, it's not like, the fast-paced kind of no. no Resident it's not, Evil. It's, it's not like an action game. It's more of it's more along the lines of survival horror. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely got moments of that. Uh, it launched originally, I believe, on the 3DS. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and then those games, it got a sequel and then got ported to pretty much every platform at yeah. some point. Yep. The sequel, I believe, was episodic 
for a minute yes. there. Yeah. Um, so now that. they're yeah now they're all kind of bundled together. So we heard recently that Capcom obviously sold uh, half a million copies of Ultra Street Fighter on yeah. Switch. Um, so the Switch is a great system to sort of bring some you know drag and drop some games over. This uh, is cool news. I'm kind of bummed out about it because this means that we're not going to get Resident Evil Four on Switch for a while. I know that would be that would be the game yeah. to replay on the Switch. I'd be really excited about. But what you mentioned is is true, right? We're past this era where uh, third parties can say, "Well, we're, we want to wait and see if games actually sell on Switch." Yeah, yeah. no more, no more wait and see. Which yeah, is, they, which games are selling? Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to me because if Capcom is going to support them with Resident Evil. It, it's sort of surprising me that they wouldn't bring four, considering they just brought four to to PlayStation and Xbox yeah. and, and last knows, year maybe we'll in 1080. It, or was that two years ago? Was that 2015? Um, well, I think it was last you year. You just yeah. woke up. It's the year 2017. But see, I don't know what <laughs> day it is. So. <laughs> How's Nintendo doing? <laughs> I forgot what month it was today. Yep, it's like, yep. Wait, it's August. So, <laughs> so the the whole package is 40 bucks, and it uh, you can buy it at retail, and it includes uh, Revelations one, but Revelations two is actually a download code. Cool. You download the game. It does not come on your cartridge. Oh, that's a oh, weird. Yeah. That's, that's weird. a weird product for people it's, who collect box retail games. Then. Well, I guess you'll have the package. Uh, yeah, the box probably yeah. has both of them on it. Yeah. It's just that code. If you resell it, it's only half. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, weird. Another game announced uh, uh, was uh, 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 Gear Dot Club. Oh, that is that the official title? Gear I thought Club. You just put a period in the. Middle. No, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was Gear Club. Yeah. It's a website yeah. actually. Uh-huh. Gear Dot Club. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So that's coming to Nintendo Switch uh, Q4 2017. No date yet. Yeah. Um, it's from Microids uh, and Eden Studios. Do you guys know Eden? No. Nope. Yeah. You go. They go way back. Um, mm. You know, if you remember V Rally, they did uh, some of the test drive games back in the Infograms. Can mm-hmm. you sing the Infogram song? Anybody? No. No. no I nope. think it, that was it right, right there. Look up. Look up the Infogram song. <laughs> um, so. Uh, that studio, Eden, actually shut down when it went. Uh, you know, Infograms went went under. Per, pieces got purchased by Atari and so forth. Uh, Atari closed down Eden Studios. Eden Studios got rebooted, and this was their first game, and it was for iOS and Android. So it's not. Okay. Um, it's a racing game. Looks kind of Gran Turismo-ish with a little. Uh, you know. Uh, where you collect supercars, you build your own garage, and you want to you want to collect and customize so it's your sort of simmy. It's like super yeah, yeah. They're, okay. they're touting it sort of as the first realistic racing game on Switch because if you look at sort of the history of racing games on Switch, you've got uh, Mario Kart, obviously. Yep. You've got cars. Are you telling me that you don't consider Mario Kart Eight a realistic racing game? Depends. <laughs> Depends. I mean, it is for them, right? Yeah. They're in it. They're I dealing guess that's with it. True. Real banana physics. And then there's um, real upside down racing. The one at launch. The the F Zero clone that I'm totally drawing a blank. It's a on. fast remix, fast, yeah, fast RMX. Yeah. yeah, so it's cars, uh, Mario Kart, and fast RMX. So right. really, everything's been sort of like futuristic or or weird or a normal looking car with eyeballs on it. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> there were you know, and, and Nintendo platforms really haven't been home to kind of a a franchise the way that you um, have with Xbox. You have Forza, yeah. right? You have right. kind of like the Corsum Racing series. PlayStation has Gran Turismo, and then there are all these third party titles coming out. Um, this is a weird one because it, it comes from it comes from a mobile pedigree, so right. from systems that did not have sticks and buttons, yeah. you know, and so very much focused on tilt racing and and a little simplified. But I wouldn't write this one off because it was uh, when it came out, um, it was one of the prettier racing games. It's mm-hmm. not the best racing games on on mobile, but it 
was uh, it was definitely pretty, and it it's not dumbed down. It has you can customize your cars, you can change your your tires and your you know your your wheels. You can change uh, engine. You what know, about my tire pressure? All that. Yeah, that's yep. a big that's a big thing for me. Is tire I know pressure. you really care about that customization. <laughs> so we'll see how this one turns out. I mean, it should hopefully look a lot better than what we got on uh, on mobile platforms. But you know. I just created a whole alternate universe where Brian also hosts a podcast about tire pressure. Yeah, listen to Under Pressure Tuesdays on. I I, I know surprisingly little about cars for being like <laughs> an Italian guy from New Jersey. Yeah. I'm really bad at that stuff. Where can we find you? Podcast is in the games and hobbies category. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, That's where we put everything. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think it's pretty cool that this is happening because I, I feel like little by little the Nintendo Switch is getting kind of all of its genre bases covered. You know. Um, and I think at one point we'll be able to look up and be like, all right, it's got arcade racing. It's got like sim racing, it's yeah. got, like wrestling and sports and everything else. Yeah. I mean, for people like us, not historically the kind of games I buy all the time, but my only, my only worry is that we'll, we'll dip more and more into kind of like the mobile port category, mm-hmm. which That's been happening a lot. It seems like yeah. too. So I could see the concern for that. And it happened yeah, to Vita too, right? We talked and about sure. it a couple of weeks ago. Like, I think that the general consensus, at least on our panel was that if they're going to bring mobile ports over, at least give us something that like is a little bit of an upsell yeah. for right. that kind of stuff. So and I think I'm cool with this one because I do, I really hate using tilt controls for racing games and so whenever I, I play a racing game on a, on, a, on a phone I'm like or on the iPad I'm like I'm not feeling it yeah I'm the same which, way. which is weird because it's closer to a steering wheel than a stick is obviously sure. but I kind of um, hope um, Gameloft yeah. brings over some of the asphalt racing games because I think cool. those were those were really cool on iOS for a while and even back on 3DS you like, said asphalt we talked yeah. about this that's the name the of my show, show. you said that's asphalt that <laughs> oh uh, another game announcement Neurovoider yeah, have you guys played this game? Twin Stick Shooter. Uh, no, I watched the trailer. It looks really cool. We did a Let's Play <laughs> up at noon a couple of months back. It's uh, it's like half shmup, half uh, RPG. Shmup. Okay. Such yeah. a good word. I love that word. So <laughs> yeah. Comes to Switch on September 7th uh, from Flying Oak Games, which is... Uh, it's just two people in Metz in France um, who made this game, which is <laughs> awesome, awesome because it... I mean, it does... Um, it looks... The graphics are simple, right? It has this pixelated look. It's all procedurally generated, so yep. you get kind of like this random game experience. But it looks awesome. It has four-player co-op. You can play together. That's and it's what I'm excited about. Robot mm-hmm. destruction, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a a procedurally play. generated shmup sounds like my kind of nightmare. Yeah. Like, that just sounds so difficult to me. Right? Yeah. yeah. Because the I only mean, way that you get through a shmup is to memorize those patterns. Yeah. Like, if those patterns don't repeat themselves, how do you beat this game? You, you just don't. But yeah. there are different varieties, and I think you have to... There, there are a lot of kind of um, 8-bit style games, uh, top-down shooters, that when you play them are just excruciatingly hard, sure. right? But there are other games we'll get Next to one, one later we'll talk about uh, a little bit more, where Sometimes it's not the the pack. You you get more kind of casually oriented games that look like that too, and yeah. games that are not as frustratingly difficult as as a lot of the, uh, yeah. the games that we're seeing. This one's cool. Yeah. I mean, I yep. every single day more and more really rad looking indie games are getting announced for Switch, and that makes me incredibly happy because it's rapidly becoming the place where I want to play them the most. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally. Especially yeah. something like that that's so easy to just pick up. And play. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. I, I, it's actually at to the point now where like when games get announced for other platforms. I'm like, well, yeah. I might wait. We're going to talk about one of those coming up. Ooh, are so, we? Yeah. Just hold on to your butts. I'm sad. It's the other um, name of my show. Right. <laughs> I'm sad uh, uh, Andrew isn't here, but maybe Miranda has yes. played the Persona games. Yeah, of Persona, course. Persona Q2 got announced for the 3DS. Yeah, I'm really excited. And people, I know, were a little bummed it wasn't for Switch, but yep. I think it's fine. I liked it on my 3DS. It would be cool if it came to Switch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um... 
I think yeah, Megan reviewed the first one, right. Persona Q, mm-hmm. uh, Shadow of the Labyrinth. She loved it. She gave it an eight point five on IGN, which means great. Uh, and uh, it's like the Tony the Tiger version. That's right. That's <laughs> the, the German Tony. <laughs> It's a 60-hour game, so not not a casual RPG. Yeah, you're going to yeah. sink a lot of time into it. It's yeah. hard, too. Andrew, uh, a couple years back, convinced me to play the first Persona Q uh, for 3DS. And it's just such a solid dungeon crawler. Like, so much fun and just, like, really deep. It's yeah. really so, unique, too. Yeah. I just love playing that and, like, drawing out the map and trying mm-hmm. to remember where everything is. And, yeah. like, the chibi forms of everyone. I was going to say, plus you get, like, all the charming. chibi characters from the Persona series, which is fun, too. Yeah. So. So you're, I know yeah. Brian's really excited. Oh, yeah, play this? I'm very excited. Yeah. Yes. Okay, what do we know about uh, uh, Q2? Uh, it's Persona it's 5. It's Persona 5. It's the that's characters from Persona 5. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's the they use the tagline. Well, was it some Persona Q, Take Your Heart? Yeah, yeah Persona 5. And they that have the that nice top hat also. Um, yeah. Persona Q does a fun thing. Well, I mean, the Persona series in general, I am not a fan to the level of as Goldfarb. I don't know if I don't anyone know actually that is yeah. that, that level. But, but one thing about, one nice thing about being a Persona fan is you get these games like Q, like Dancing All Night, where you get these like crossovers where characters from each of the games will meet up and hang out with each other. And like that was one of the big draws to, to Persona Q was that there was multiple characters from multiple games in that. And so like, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll see characters from three, four, golden, five, all that stuff in there, so. And if you, I mean, if if you ask Andrew what what his game of the year is so far, it's, it's uh, Andrew's 5? game of the decade is of probably decade. Persona Five. Yeah, <laughs> and I think Marty too, right? Yeah, Marty's uh, really excited. Or yeah. is yeah. yeah has told me several times. He's I got. I just 5. haven't gotten into that franchise, yeah, about, but I've like, always wanted to. Oh, you can jump daunting. into any of them. It's yeah. just a very big time scene. Yeah, I mean, like, I um, Andrew is is infrequently angry with me because I keep playing games in between playing Persona 5. Like, I'm about 30 hours in, but I keep picking up other stuff to play. Like, I've been playing Splatoon a lot. I've been playing Nier. And I told him, I was like, yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to start Nier this week. And he's like, no, finish Persona. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's a 100-hour game, it a dude. Game? Like, yeah. um, I mean, it can be, depending on the it's level hard, you're at. It's hard to finish it because it's so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know so what like, I mean? that's kind of like, why I liked having um, Persona 4 Gold on my Vita because I could take it with me anyway. Yeah, exactly. That'd yeah. Be, it was just nice to play whenever I had time. Mm-hmm. And then this time it's that's sitting the, down. sort of the draw for Q. That's, yeah, like for they're longer Q. games, but yeah, yeah, like you get to take it with mm-hmm. you, and like I have Q one just downloaded on my 3ds, so like I can play it whenever I have time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just going back to it. You think I mean, eventually we'll see this franchise come to Switch? I would love. I think love, so. Love I think that real happen. nice. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to remember that this this game probably was in in the works for a while already, yeah. and Japan also took that wait and see attitude for the Switch. Whereas with the 3ds, we'll get to Dragon Quest in a second. They know their their JRPGs will sell on that platform, yeah. so it's a no brainer for them to start there. Hopefully, we'll get a port, and you know you'll see Monster Hunter or other franchises come across as well. Persona sort of did the same thing that Final Fantasy did, where uh, the original series Shin Megami Tensei and Megami Tensei were always sort of associated with Nintendo and then around the PlayStation era they migrated over to Sony's platform and have just kind of become synonymous with Sony stuff you yep. know like 5 mm-hmm. is exclusive to, to PlayStation 4 um, and it's just one of those things where I think too. that people when when modern Persona fans think of Persona uh, they think of you know Sony like they yeah. think of PlayStation yeah, for sure. but that being said like Q obviously was a big hit on 3DS um, a lot of the Megami Tensei games are on same 3DS with Kingdom well, Hearts so. it was kind of like yeah. that split personality of being very much associated with, with the PlayStation but also with N- Nintendo's platform on the on handheld yeah, yeah exactly so uh, uh, so we got those four announcements uh, two um, things got a date kinda Rhyme uh, remember when Rhyme was first talked about I think it was like the first was it the first Switch game announced even? 
It was up there. It was yeah. one of the yeah. earlier the ones. Very yeah. beginning. And so or the first non-Nintendo third-party one, uh, it's going to come out November 14th here in the U.S., 17th in Europe. Um, we reviewed it already. Marty Marty reviewed it, thought it was okay, um, but yeah, really liked the seven. art style. It's yeah. very kind of Shadow of the Colossus looking, has some, some Wind Waker elements kind of visually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I didn't. I skipped it when it came out. Same because I wanted the Switch version. Exactly. Yeah. So. That's Same exactly what Brian was, saying, was just right? talking about. Yeah, like I feel like this game and Ukulele are two games that I've been waiting specifically to play on Switch yeah. because I don't know why, but it's just one of those things where like any game that offers the option to play it on Switch, I'm gonna play it on Switch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, yeah, I'm actually like, kind of leaning towards that more too. Yeah, yeah. 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 I feel like because of the portability, because of the accessibility, I yep. feel like it's yeah. It's just so nice, like sharing a tea with someone else and then I can just like pop this out and like you do your thing and I'll yeah. just go sit down in my corner and play on my Switch. Yeah, yeah I feel like so it nice. really lends itself to like platforming games to indie games to like Zelda I mean this is like a sort of Zelda like game in, mm-hmm. in some ways and I, I don't know I'm hot off of like 200 hours in Breath of the Wild <laughs> I think at this point God that's that feels like being an AA or something I, <laughs> I constantly like I you know I constantly run into these moments where I go man the switch is awesome yeah and like just the other day I was playing with an old friend of ours uh, he wanted to play Splatoon with a with a couple of friends Oops. and my son I'm sitting in the living room and my son is watching TV right there which is unusual because usually it's on a phone and it's YouTube and so I'm like well I can't right now um, you know what no I can Right, like I kind of, I had to free myself from the notion that I really needed the TV screen to go into matchmaking, start playing Splatoon. Yeah. yeah. So I went burp and just started to play, and then I kicked him off uh, after it was done and just docked it and kept playing. Yeah. I I absolutely love that about that. You know, it's it's the kind of thing that where I I can come home and just sort of like curl up on the couch and start playing it and not be like I'm bothering anybody. Yeah. Still be sort of like present in the moment next mm-hmm. to like your significant other, mm-hmm. where you don't have to feel like. I'm like hogging the TV and having my alone time at the same time. Yeah. It's like they right. can have the TV. I'm sitting here like I have one earbud in, one earbud listening to my marriage. And then I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I'm playing video games. It's so but, nice. You still get to hang but, out. Yeah. It's but you're nice. used to it. Like I still run into these moments where I totally forget that I could just yeah. do it. I could just start right now. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a long time to train myself to do that because when I when the Switch first came out, I was laid up. I had just had surgery. And so mm-hmm. I only played – I played through I'd say 85% of Breath of the Wild yeah. just – on TV. And so it took me a long time to train myself to be like, oh, I can take this on the go. And now, because my internet in my apartment is so terrible and I have to play in one room, I've been playing uh, Splatoon almost exclusively handheld. And I'm just completely, like, continually baffled at the idea of, like, yeah. I can't believe I'm having this kind of experience on a handheld device. Like, and then mm-hmm. with Splatoon specifically, my, you know, I just yelled upstairs to my other son and said, come down, let's play Salmon Run. And he came down, grabbed the Switch, yeah. and then sat on the couch next to me playing with another nice. Switch. So it's just, it's just really cool. Yeah, it's just your house thing. looks like a big old Switch. Which commercial? I know. Yeah, it <laughs> looks like a construction zone right now. Uh, the Super NES Classic kind of got a date. I mean, we already know the date, but oh gosh, uh, word is out that pre-orders are imminent. This just gave me anxiety. Just this, yeah. uh, this news announcement. It didn't do anything for me. It's, it was like finding out like when I have to go to court or something. Yeah, it's like maybe just keep <laughs> keeping it on social media and yeah. all your emails. And like people were asking me if I was going to get one because I never had one growing up. I had uh, Sega Genesis. Yeah. And... Don't buy the Genesis just, collection. No, no, I'm not gonna get that. Um, <laughs> I was just like, you know, I don't want to deal with the hassle of trying to get one. Yeah. Is the I, problem? Yeah, like I'd rather just borrow from somebody or something. No, but I just I, I actually think we'll be okay with this one. I think, I, I, I think there will be ample supply. I, I too am cautiously optimistic. If I can get yeah. it the day after pre-orders go up, then then we'll talk. Yeah. 
Maybe. Okay, look, you sit in the IGN office. If you're around, we will be yelling pre-orders now after we've secured our own copy. True. That's true. Of course. <laughs> we'll just go... Yeah. Oh, pre-orders up, guys. Dude, like it was like it was like Portuguese spam bots or whatever <laughs> took Amazon down last time. Every oh, time yeah. I tell the story it's a different country so I can be agnostic to the universe. But this is like th- this is a dangerous thing. And yeah. what sucks is like we already got I have placeholder websites for the Best Buy, Walmart, and Amazon listings. And I just bookmark them. And I'll just like periodically, like a crazy person, click on one yep. so and just refresh her once or twice. The trick be like, is maybe this to, is it. To have multiple devices that have internet on them and yep. capabilities to purchase it on there. So yep. it's like you have multiple screens. You have your phone, you have your laptop, you have yep. your desktop, yeah. um, anything you else have, you can grab. And you have your credit card information saved on each and every one. Yep. And then <laughs> when you're at Comic Con and it's Friday at 5 p.m., Zach can text you and be like, they're live right now. And then a week later, Walmart can be like, <laughs> I, look, guys, I promise you, we will get to a point just like with the Wii uh-huh. where you don't have to worry about pre-ordering something. You can just go into a store like this and buy little add-ons and color Joy-Con without having to sweat and Are, Is out. that happening now? It is not happening yet. Okay. I have a Splatoon uh, Pro Controller, yep. which I'm yeah. holding up if you're watching I, the video version. That. If you're listening to the audio version, this is what it sounds like. Good. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's it's pink and green. It's got that watermelon color look. And then in Europe and Japan only do you get the watermelon green, not matching the pro controller oh, in yeah, the shade yeah, of pink. I'm you know honestly what? I'm convinced that no one at IGN has seen a watermelon because I've been yeah. hearing this all day. The watermelons are not pink. Yeah, well that's what everyone. Have you ever it. actually cut a yeah, watermelon? Right on the inside yes, well, yeah. they're yeah. not like neon pink. They're yeah, like they're not, maybe like, that, a pale pink, that's like, depending that's like on pink ranger. Pink. Well, that depends that depends on the lighting. Right, Zach? So back, I have, I have no opinion. Are you guys having back mood watermelon? All right, fine. <laughs> well, maybe it's watermelon candy. But anyway, like someday you'll be able to go into a store and buy this stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you have any theory why Nintendo didn't bring out this color scheme and the Splatoon color scheme in the U.S. and only Europe? I don't know. I mean, they, they do so many exclusive just items and like yeah. different colors and stuff for Japan and yeah. more so for not, Europe too. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say not it's just, just like for Japan, why, it's for different markets in general. You yeah, know? And yeah. Just, it makes me so angry. I know, me too. All the face plates in Japan are so cool. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. I think what's cool about those is that you can import them. Yeah. What sucks about like a Japanese 3DS is if you import it, you have to do that sort of right. like entire system transfer. But the Switch Joy-Cons are cool because like, I don't know, I always forget this, but like Zach and I were doing Link Together the other day with Splatoon, so mm-hmm. Ink Together, and we... <laughs> Pop, we popped the Joy-Cons off of my system and they just took those and slid them on and then took them off and immediately recognized them as yep, wireless yep. controllers. That's and I forget, awesome. like, I remember getting a Nintendo Wii and syncing the remote. Syncing the oh, Wii was the worst. And you're, like, yeah. you're, you're holding, like, one hand on the thing and one hand on the other thing and you're just like, five, four, three, and then it didn't work. It yep. was the best. Yeah, no, the you syncing know, great stuff time. is awesome. Uh, anyway, I, lo- I love this color scheme. I, I now have every color that's out there except for the uh, the dev kit black ones, which Ooh. you can't buy, obviously. So you have sure. every Amiibo and you have every Joy-Con. I have every Amiibo ever and every That's Joy-Con. incredible. Are you, are you really? Except for the black ones. Are you trying to collect every and Joy-Con? that's why he's the host of our Nintendo show. Is that what it takes? Yeah. Man. Will I collect every Joy-Con? I think that's manageable. No, it's like, not manageable. They don't want to start getting every weird. Every single one? Yeah. Like from Europe and Japan Look, as well? I'm an old school gamer. I know there are only 16 colors in the world. So sure. uh-huh. okay. I'll be okay. Right. You'll be all right. All right. Yeah. I don't I know how to break to this to you, Grandpa, but there's more than 16 Whatever. colors. Whatever. No all right. Let's, let's wrap up the news. A couple of uh, news <laughs> items uh, I want to get through. Um, I don't mean to make this sound like a chore. It's actually fun stuff. Like Fire Emblem Warriors. There's some news trickling out of Japan. We saw uh, Famitsu Magazine. That's a huge Japanese uh, video game magazine, weekly magazine. Um, 
uh, has a feature on uh, on uh, on Fire Emblem Warriors showing uh, Cordelia, the Pe- Pegasus Knight, mm-hmm. uh, and female Robin appearing in the game. I think it's safe to say that this game is just going to have a crap ton of characters. Characters, yeah. Um, but they also confirmed that the weapon triangle is in. So it's going to feel different from Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors in that you have to think about the, you know, Lance versus axe no good kind of kind of matchup mm-hmm. uh, which i think is really cool and they're replicating the think about that they're replicating <laughs> the uh lance versus axe no good no, no. choppy choppy uh-uh. choppy choppy <laughs> cutty cutty um the character loss feature so fire emblem obviously has this brutal play mode where if your character dies they're out for good so i've heard soften that a little bit with with later titles but this game will have some sort of permadeath in it um but more that you can't summon a character in battle if you lost them previously so that's cool we'll see yeah yeah this I comes appreciate. out September already. Wow. It's Can August. It? It's August. Yeah. Jeez. We're getting more new games. Yeah. It's so soon. Are you, are you into the Musou games? Yes, I love oh, them. Oh, you are? Really? I love cool. them so See, I'm much. not, but I'm into Fire Emblem, so I'm going to play yeah, this. Yeah, I'm right. really excited. Just, I like how they outfit each one for the franchise they're covering. Yep. And so just hearing the little bits for Warriors or for Fire Emblem Warriors yeah. is going to be it's like why, great. Why do you like those games? Because they're just relaxing. They're therapeutic. Mm-hmm. You just Murder cut is relaxing? Down. Just cut Miranda? them all down. Yeah, you get the cutest character, cut them all down, you feel I great. You and nice. you never really die in those games. I mean, you can, yeah. but it doesn't happen very often. It's hard often. to die. Because like, if you stood there, I think if you put the controller down for a half an hour and like just like the, <laughs> the basic grunts just swarmed you in the hundreds, like, it doesn't really hurt you. Really? Uh-huh. Not with a weapon strangle. Really? Yeah, if the axe guy comes and you have a spear, you yeah, watch yeah. out. You're in trouble. You're going to get messed yeah, up. Right. So I had, a similar, I had a similar theory with Hyrule Warriors where I'm not a Musou fan, but I am a giant Zelda fan. You and like I it? thought, nah. No, not you for didn't me. like it I mean, at all. It's not a very particular kind of game. Even if it's a version of a game that you like, it's yeah. still going to be a Musou game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so totally. It's yep. not going to change. Uh, we'll obviously have more on that game as we get closer to release date and get to play it. I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic on this one. I think uh, I might dig this one just because of the characters and the, and the features they had. Well, you love Fire Emblem more than I think I anybody I've ever Fire met. Emblem, so. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So good. Uh, Dragon Quest Nine came out in Japan. Do you guys know what? No, it, Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, Eleven. Yeah. I'm thinking IX. Yeah. My Roman... My right. Roman friends. Turns out, <laughs> turns out my, Dragon my Quest my 9 has been out in Japan for a while. <laughs> if wow. You, yeah. If you just woke up, it is the year 2017. Avatar no, is uh, in theaters. <laughs> it's pronounced Avatar. Uh, and Armegadon. Uh, Dragon Quest 11 came out in Japan and it sold 2 million units in just two days, which Jeez. is pretty amazing. Call um, that a home run. Yeah. yeah. And as you were say. saying, people... Uh, people People associate Dragon Quest with PlayStation, but on 3DS, it uh, outsold the PlayStation 4 version. No kidding. Uh, 1.1 million units moved on the 3DS, wow. uh, just under a million on the PS4. Um, so. <laughs> and no digital sales counted in that number. Wow. I mean, if you think about it, it took, it took like Breath of the Wild uh, a month to reach a number like that, being out in multiple territories, and this so game did it in two days. We also need to consider that it was on the Switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it was also on the Wii U, but like... It was on two platforms, and it's yeah. Zelda, so yeah. But still, I mean, the, just the power of the Dragon Quest uh, uh, franchise especially, you, especially you, staggering. You see numbers like this, and then when you hear people sort of port beg for games to come to Switch instead of 3DS, like they're like, why isn't Hey Pikmin or Metroid? Yeah. Right. Well, it, the reason's like this. You but have a 60 huge, plus million install base yeah, out there. Yeah, the install base is so important. Like, even though, of course, we want these new games on the new console. Yeah. We have it shiny and beautiful, and we love it. But they got to, you know... That people have it. I'd love to get to a time where they're they're released simultaneously, and then the you know yeah. the switch no longer feels like the different console and later, but it actually becomes more 
attractive to 3DS players in Japan. I'm I'm totally with you on that. I don't think it needs to be an either or thing. That that would be a great scenario. We don't yeah, really, get, really get nice. to see that a lot. I I mean, also, Smash Brothers did it, right? Yeah, I also don't really mind the idea of like playing a 3DS game on Switch fidelity wise. Like yeah. it wouldn't bother me to play something like um Metopia on Switch, like knowing that oh, it's a 3DS game, but I can play it on my Switch. It's like just because it doesn't look what as they, good as a standard down, Switch game. Shrunk down both the screens, real, real, real scrunchy. Perfect. Middle. Yeah, uh, you, you, can play it it, you just play it like this. Tape mode. Yeah. That's right. Uh, there we go. Moving right along, just a couple of uh, final news items. Overcooked. We talked about the game running a little slow on the uh, on the Switch, which mm-hmm. is true. It's still a really fun game, but the developer has heard the cries and is patching it, which is awesome news. That's great. I'm actually going to wait for that patch to pick that yeah. up. So. Mario is not rated E. This is the first Mario game outside <gasps> the weird spin-offy things. Uh, not rated E. It's going to be rated E10+. Plus. That's right. Why? Which, the moment you have something that looks like a nightclub or a bar or something, you get, you know, your rating increases. Oh. This, so we'll, we'll see what's, what's going on in New Dunk City. You really took the wind out of my sails. Yeah. I was going to have everybody hypothesize why they think it's going to be E10+. Plus. I can uh, tell you why. Why? Why Luigi shaves his mustache okay. off and it makes <laughs> a Goomba so angry he pukes. Oh! <laughs> yeah. uh, whoa! Nope. We're going to move on. Uh, Splatfest <laughs> is this Friday. Uh, it's mayo versus ketchup. Anyone who's ever had french fries knows mayo is the answer. No, oh, ketchup! Ketchup! What? Ketchup. Don't so ketchup. ketchup. What? Mayo? Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Okay. You guys are mayo over ketchup? On fries? Uh-huh. Get with oh, it, my dude. rice at the table. Yeah. So, no God. Really? So mayo is huge in Europe. You should know that, yeah. first of all. Yeah, it's very and different, too. Mayo is huge here, too. It's really, and even well, though. Mayo sucks here. Even though ketchup yeah. was invented by a German in America. I don't know if he invented it, but Heinz obviously was, a, yeah. was an immigrant. Um, if, you, if you go into, like, any, like, uh, French fry place in in germany you say french fries red white you get ketchup and mayo mm-hmm. right it's just it's a it's a it's a combo that just works don't make that right. f- have you ever done fries with mayo on them yeah like when i was five Wait, no, here, let me in tell the you. u.s though yeah because well, mayo is different mayo is in disgusting germany. in america it is very different yeah. well and you can go to you go to um you buy qp mayo the japanese mayo you yeah. can buy that in the u.s mm-hmm. yeah but that's it's like, more that's like hard european to get, mayo though. i yeah. Like both condiments Internet. on my cheeseburgers, yeah, perhaps, but um, I am going to get, play for mayo because I feel like it's the underdog this time around. And, and I mayo is I don't want a cake versus uh, ice cream situation where people were so heavily playing ice cream. I, I was. Feel like there's wait, so much really? more. Yeah. So yeah. The, like the first was platform was, the first platform was crazy imbalanced because so many more people chose ice cream. What? Yeah. It Ke- is true. Ketchup, ketchup is such a more nuanced condiment. There's so Plus, much. I gotta represent for Pearl. So, yeah. You got to yeah. mix that ketchup and the mayo. You get the, you know, you know, primo patio, the Caribbean place. Literally, this is an either or debate. You, you can, you're, you're talking no, you about gotta, mixing. You got to mix it, add a little orange juice, a little the cognac to, to it, a little, little paprika, a little cayenne. You got yourself an awesome Check it Caribbean out. sauce. Now this show, MVC, yeah. mayo voice chat. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, That's not a good idea. No. But no. the logo's red, so. Yeah. Maybe don't do that. But so it's actually, it could have mustard in it. So, yeah. so ladies and well, gentlemen, we're going to talk about the games that we're actually playing <laughs> right now. Uh, and I teased two of them, Mario Rabbits and, and uh, Metroid, obviously. But uh, we're also playing a little game called Slime Sand. Yeah. Slime Slime Sand. Slime Sun. Yeah, we're not. We're having, we're having trouble Sun. pronouncing this one. Yeah. I, I really like this game. Slime Sun. Slime Sun. Let's go it's with that. Slime Sun. Definitely Slime Sun. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's it. our <laughs> that's it for this week. Yeah, so I really dig this game. Uh, it launched on Switch this week. It's got a hundred stages, and each stage is sort of composed of four screens. Okay. Yeah. So in the same way you would remember, like you know, Donkey Kong has four screens, right? Yeah. Like the Pie Factory, the girders, and all that. Um, and then the one where you kill Donkey Kong and he comes back to life. So this game's got a hundred uh, hundred levels, and then each screen is an apple, and it's an action platforming game that has a dash button and sort of like a morph button. You guys were supposed to play I'm, before. I'm we giving slime sun to Zach. No, I I, 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 I played it. <laughs> I was playing Splatoon. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, so basically, you traverse these levels, trying to get to the end of them, and you jump through. Like the, one of the main mechanics is dashing, and the other is this sort of like slowdown that lets you kind of like slow glitch, down platforms glitch, yeah. and yeah, glitch through walls and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's really hard. It's very kind of Meat Boy esque. So that I was going to bring that up because it, it feels like Super Meat Boy the way you jump up the walls. You can kind of like multi-jump a yeah. wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is not brutally difficult Mm-mm. like Super Meat Boy. So I actually had a really good time with that game. Not to say Super Meat Boy isn't good, but it's like I do get frustrated at super the Meat super skill games. Yeah. Right. I, but I, it makes me angry. No, that makes I sense. I mean, angry. I don't like playing those either. I, yeah. I acknowledge why they're great, but yeah. it's just not for me. Yeah. I just don't want to play that because I don't want to be that frustrated. Yeah. See, I like I love things like that. Like I'm a, historically like I'm a Dark Souls guy. Like I love that level of challenge and figuring out a way to almost break a game to make it work or get past it like I, I really dig that and so yeah that seems like I think I think you'd like this game too it's it's sort of like a sort of more microcosmic version of the challenge in Meat Boy because it is screen based and the apples that you collect are like they're hidden things right and they're kind of out of the way out of the off the beaten path a little yep. bit but if you get them you can unlock more more like cosmetic changes um, uh, sort of like stuff for your character there's also like tokens that are hidden around the world that are really hard to find and if you find them they open up an arcade that has like multiplayer games in it um, and it's just this like weird totally like retro bit almost like kill screen arcade kill screen looking graphics the art like, style reminds me of the old home computer days yeah. like like more like Commodore 64 maybe yeah. Amiga like the color schemes yep. and stuff like if you played games like Conan back in the days and like you that's play, what it looks like you to play me. This weird, yeah. you play this weird slime who has like a friend who's a bird yeah. uh, the music is really awesome yeah. really really awesome yeah. um, and this is the kind of stuff I love to see on Switch it's developed I believe by a very small team of people for Braz um, for Braz yeah. and like it's uh, just <laughs> It's, it's just like we need more games like this, right? Like yeah. right now, there isn't a dedicated 2D Mario platforming game on Switch, right? Rayman Legends isn't out yet. Uh, we've got Shovel Knight, which is like sort of more action platforming, but this is like just straight up hardcore, like awesome platforming on yep. Switch, and no. we need more games like it. So, having played it for 25 seconds just now, I yeah. can say that I like it. Yeah, you dig yeah. it. There we yeah. go. I, yeah, I'm. I'm. I, it was totally not on my radar. You brought it up, and and and. Uh, uh, you know, I had seen it before, so I'm, I'm glad to, that you recommended this. Yeah, totally yeah. the kind of game cool. I'm going to keep going back to. Lots of stuff to do. Uh, Retro City Rampage also came out on Switch. Yep. You, Has everyone played that? Uh, Just me? Uh, I me. played it on 3DS. I've, okay, yeah. Yeah, when, the, the, when, it, when it first came out, I played a little bit of it, very much uh, uh, like classic GTA. Before GTA mm-hmm. went uh, three, 3D with uh, GTA 3, yeah. kind of top-down perspective, uh, sprite-based uh, cars and, and crime-based stuff. Um, do you like it? How much have you played of it? I, 
I like it. I don't yeah. love it. Okay. Um, I think I prefer. Uh, the, so I'll, I'll say I'll go to, to get the good stuff out of the way. Yep. Like the pixel art in this game is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it totally nails that like chunky old school NES pixel art look. Yeah. Right. Um, hey, you weren't kidding. This game is hard. Yeah, it's hard, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, uh, once again, like game developed by a very small team of people. I think just one person uh, did the music and the, the did everything for this game. Wow. Um, it's fifteen bucks. It's out on Switch now. It's been on literally every platform. Yeah, but it's everywhere. I yeah. think where the game starts to lose me is it's it's very sort of overly referential in in its themes like it so leans into like 80s and 90s pop culture so hard that like if you weren't around for those things or like you don't want to be beaten up by those things constantly like it's always there wait are you you nudging like hey remember this it's like hey do you remember the uh remember the delorean hey do you remember like kit from knight rider hey do you remember x-men hey remember like ninja turtles and you're are you ready player one hater too i'm not a hater i just don't read books that come for free and loot crate Well, it wasn't free when I read it, and I liked it. Yeah, I, I, I have no yeah, interest in that book. I'm I'm super excited they're making a movie for the people who want to see it. Yeah, I, because I I think it's it's I mean what what you're seeing now is you you grew up in those in in that decade, right? Right, and so the references almost feel like a little heavy handed for you in some of the right. things. I mean, my parents probably feel that way when somebody does something said in the the '60s where everybody talks like this, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. um, and so I can see that, but I also I I. Dig the I dig that stuff well, like, when 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 things are loaded with references. I think there's ways of doing it, right? More nuanced, like yeah, just like hey, look at this cool thing, but I'm not going to shove it in your face. Like, I, I appreciate I that more. Shovel Knight did it really well. Yeah, yeah. Shovel, Knight Shovel Knight's a really game that did it really Fair well. Enough. Whereas um, if you play like Guacamelee and there's all these like memes in the background <laughs> and stuff like that, it's kind of a little over. I think something great like great game though. Yeah, something yeah. like Stranger Things is something that's a great example of like. V- Vastly, you know, different than things that happen nowadays. So, based in like '80s horror. Yeah, it's um, more like it lives in that world as yeah. opposed to saying, "Remember these things." Yeah. Well, okay. the thing yes. about the That's thing about way of putting it. Stranger Things and Shovel Knight, both they're less so referential and more so homage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like right. it's it's more about paying respect to those the franchises that came before than it is like straight up aping them or being like, "Oh, also here's Mega Man," right. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fair enough. All right. So, but uh, I, I mean, I've I've heard some people from some people who like this game. Like, if you're into that kind of GTA style, top-down shooting, stealing cars gameplay. Uh, yeah, I mean, look. and the cool thing is, is like this guy's making uh, he's making a game for Switch that's sort of the sequel to this game. It's called Mr. Shifty. No, no. it's Hawaii. Something. Yeah, it's I know the one you're talking and I'm about. I'm totally uh, blanking. I'm so sorry, but it's it's it leans way more into 16-bit art style. Yeah. And once again, he's completely nailing that art style. Like, it's gorgeous looking. Um, but yeah, check out some some gameplay videos. Maybe it's what you want. We don't really have a GTA game on Switch right now, so yeah. this is about as close as it gets. Hopefully, we'll we'll get. What some. the hell is the name of that game? Hawaii. All right, you guys are great. I'm glad. I Hawaii's got cool. Invite. It's just called Hawaii. Professional nice. editors <laughs> to podcasts. Okay, Sorry. we'll continue here. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Mario plus Rabbits oh, no. Kingdom Battle is coming out August 29th this month. In case you woke up. From the What's wrong, 80s. Miranda? Yeah. Uh, from Ubisoft. Uh, most of us have played it, have seen it. Um, it seems like opinions are divisive. Is that what I'm picking I just up hate here? Rabbids. Okay. I hate oh, them so, so much. Okay. Let's, let's hear about that. Gosh, what what so happened bad. with the Rabbids? So Rabbids are minions before minions were a thing, but they're way worse. Like their eyes are just disgustingly buggy and they try to be cute, but it's like, no, 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 you're just, you're just garbage. Like, mm-hmm. please stop. Like, you're trying to be cute garbage, and I just don't want any of it. But, like, the game itself looks awesome. Like, I like what it's trying to do there. 
I just hate you rabbits. You just hate the characters. And it's really, because they're obnoxiously screaming, dah. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. just like, they're obnoxious and people are like, oh, they're cute. I'm like, please don't say that. Well, they're, like, not, they're, they're not meant not. to be cute. They're meant to be obnoxious. Right? I, I, will like, meet you, I will meet you to a point on this, but the, the, I, I can't agree with the worse than Minions thing. Minions mm. are just, yeah, minions take just cake. toilet trash. So yeah. in Spickle Me, they had their charm when they were just like the side thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, they were kind of cute. And now they've kind of blown up to past that point. Yeah. But I, mean, I think... That's like what happened with rabbits, right? But they're just worse. I, I just have a problem think, with like overalls and and whatever, like their weird goggle that they wear. I just don't like those eyes, and I don't like overalls? that they're, they're supposed to be rabbits. Overalls, and rabbits Mario. are adorable, and then you do this to them. <laughs> that's true. That is true. So, but yeah. that's it. I think there's some adorable stuff happening with the character crossovers here in yeah. a, in an equally terrifying way, like that weird Donkey Kong rabbit monster, g- monster yeah, rabbit Kong. gorilla. I like thing. that, man. Yeah, yeah. Like there, yeah. there are things I like about it. I just wish it wasn't rabbit. Yeah. But it's a revenge fantasy for you. I mean, you literally get. I to just shoot want them, them all to die. Like, yeah. what if I just yeah. send them all to die and play with Mario, you know, just <laughs> if if you haven't followed this game. Again, like I wouldn't write it off um, as being a, a cheap crossover. No, no, no yeah. The, the, I, I feel bad for like being very angry about it. It's yeah. like I think the game itself looks incredible. Like I think it's a good turn-based strategy game that merges something cool with something that's not very cool. Mm-hmm. And I guess I get angry because people push on me. It's like, no, they're so cute. I'm mm. like, you can you can think what you want about that, but I think we gotta yeah. like anyway bring some rabbits into the office. No. I think so. Yeah, Someone tried to give me a rabbit statue. I just like threw it. Really That's terrible. Yeah, it's like, all right, Ubisoft, to hear this. Please don't. I think this game more so than any in recent memory has had this like kind of complete one eighty in yeah. the in the conversation. Right, I think it that went it's, from do not want to wait yeah, a second. I what, what is leaked, this game? It was right? like it was like that sounds so stupid. I can't believe that 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 would even happen in this day and age and it seemed like such a cash grab and then all of a sudden at e3 they brought miyamoto out on stage and he was like what an honor to work with this team and what a cool game we've made and then they showed the demo and it looked like XCOM with yeah. mario in it yeah. and all of a sudden it's like one of my most anticipated games of the yeah, year no, same. and i can't play it i haven't been able to play it there's been like five <laughs> preview events and i've been busy for all of them and i have yet to play it and well, everybody that's played it literally brought so it fun to the office the other day i yeah. know it was, it was here in the thanks, office gamescom no i honestly think um i think the leak was the best thing to happen to this game yeah we probably right. got the message out it so did. yeah and yeah. i'm they were all well, um, not, not only that but it, it, sorry for interrupting yeah. you but it, it allowed for this story to happen like it allowed that that turn which is the best thing that could have possibed yeah, I mean, right. like, you accepted the weirdness of it and you're like oh, okay if I'm nobody, very skeptical yeah, exactly. about it and then they show this awesome game if nobody had ever heard about it from before E3 uh, if it hadn't leaked would Miyamoto have come out on stage to sort of like put his like Possibly, vote of confidence I, I think that like we would not have been desensitized to the concept of it yet whereas mm. now I think we would just be getting used to it now yeah. whereas yeah. at E3 we were like did you hear about this thing? Did you see the screens? I mean, the entire like pitch, the design doc for this yeah, thing leaked. leaked yeah. Like the internal PowerPoint for how to sell this game to retailers. Right. Yeah. Like this wasn't just like a guy snapped a picture of somebody else's Excuse iPad me. on a plate with a uh, Assassin's Creed. This was like the like everything was out there. All the characters. Poor everything. Ubisoft. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. I mean, that's I, what happens when you have like 15 teams working on one product globally. Yeah, yeah I, and I don't want to play the Ubisoft defense squad here, but I'm I'm sometimes struck by the negativity um, online. Uh, against that company 
when I think about Ubisoft, I think about you know franchises like Rayman, the fun I've had with Rainbow yep. Six. I love Splinter Cell. Uh, even right? something, even some of their newer stuff like Watch Dogs Two was one of my favorite I love games Far last Cry. year. Far Cry, you know, great. and yeah. so and I, I I greatly enjoy the Assassin's Creed games. You know, I think their ups and downs. Obviously, I you know four was was amazing. I thought uh, the vitriol against Unity was kind of confounding. It's like I, I played the whole game, never saw a character with the face falling off. Right? Yeah, like, but it turned into this kind of like negative story sure. about the studio, where then when you get to announcement like this everybody's like wow this can't possibly be good i'm like I, yeah well, totally. hold on a second because I, I think that we you know we t- we sort of like have a tendency to demonize these like admittedly massive global corporations hell-bent on running a business yeah, yeah. And then, but like and, things like we saw watchdogs running in an early stage at e3 and then the version we got was different than the one we played and everyone was like oh bull shots and yeah. you know ubisoft lies and don't believe anything they say and then there's also like their pricing structure and model of games like assassin's creed where right. pre-order bonuses get splintered into 17 different directions at 50 different retailers mm-hmm. so there's like there's they're not perfect they're not infallible no, for sure but they are making there, there are some bad rabbits games yeah too. let's let's face it but right? they ultimately <laughs> are a company that are trying to make some really cool games and yeah. if you look at Metacritic they do and I they mean, make a very specific kind of game so if you don't like that game too then yeah. you're not gonna so, so let's get back to this very specific yeah. game because uh, I feel like turn based strategy is almost a dirty word for some players you know people yeah. really like uh, more action oriented game mm-hmm. faster moving stuff the fact that there's somebody dares to take the Mario world in the Rayman world, it's called and put the Mushroom Kingdom. Based on it, <laughs> yeah. uh, is oh, it's called the yeah. Mushroom Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the story behind it is, is really interesting because it's effectively the team behind it um, and the creative director Davide Soliani pitched this game to Ubisoft or to, to Nintendo. They yeah. went to Kyoto and said, "Miyamoto, like, we want to make this game." And Miyamoto was basically like, "I just don't want you jumping." Yeah, Mario can't jump. That's my thing. You know, Sweet. what can you do? And then oh. he, they went back and started thinking oh, about it. Right, yeah. Yeah, he said that at E3. He said yeah. on stage he challenged them to make a Mario Be- game where the k- core mechanic wasn't. Because yeah. it, has some, it has some little Paper Mario elements too, right, in yeah. the battles where you have timed button presses when yeah. you're executing an attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it kind of learns a little bit from a bunch of games, you know, including XCOM, I think we mentioned this before. I think before. that's the, the biggest one. Yeah. If you've yeah. never yeah. played sure. XCOM, it's got that kind of Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy, Fire Emblem factor where you really care about your, 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 um, your troops it's different from Advance Wars where they're kind of ciphers. They, yep. You give them names. like I, You name them your friends. And then when they die, they're gone. Can they do that huh? in Rabbids? No, it's different. So you've, oh, you've got the XCOM franchise. And that attracted me to those games. And it's turn-based. I'm like, wow, I really care about these characters. Then you've got uh, – do you guys remember Full Spectrum Warrior? Yeah. yeah. It was this uh, – I think it was THQ yep. who published it. It was a turn-based game, but the it, it looked like um, war footage with like off-the-camera footage of right. your soldiers taking cover. And I feel like this is almost a mixture of those two where, yes, it's turn-based, but it has this very different look, which in this case, it looks like a Mario game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a... Paper Mario button so controls good. all that. It's a stunning-looking game, yeah, by the way. Really like, this is probably the best-looking Mario game we've seen. Like, in this, texture-wise, a lot of it even looks better than some of the stuff so we're seeing in Odyssey. and wow. bright. Right? It's just... Really yeah. nice to look at, aside there's, from the rabbits. There's something really cool, about, aside but, from the rabbits, yeah, yeah, there's something really cool about the environments that just look, like, tangible. Like, it looks yeah. like someone built a little, like, sort of papier-mâché sculpture and put, mm-hmm. like, moss on it. Mm. Um, the characters are really, like, you know, they're kind of hit or miss in terms of, like, when you get outside of the Mushroom Kingdom Mario mm-hmm. characters. Because you're really going up against a bunch of different, like, 
day-to-day kind of rabid grunts with guns. But what defines them and makes them interesting is that there are something like 276 weapons in this game yeah. that oh, you can wow. cycle through, that you can unlock. There's references to weapons in uh, other Ubisoft characters, other Nintendo games, other Mario things. So I think where it gets interesting is that we'll start to see some weird bosses. Hmm. We'll start to see some really creative stuff. Um, I, I kind of want to see how much of the gameplay will be exploration and how much of it will be stuck in that sort of like moment-to-moment combat stuff because ultimately I do play Mario games for the exploration and collecting part. Yep. But I think all that stuff, that stuff is there too. So, uh, Our very own Joe Scrubbles uh, did the preview uh, on this latest hands-on mm-hmm. and said that they dropped him into sort of a uh, late-stage uh, battle arena. And he said it was very difficult. Yeah. And he was pleasantly surprised by the idea that like this game that has all these cuddly creatures and Mario could be just hand his butt to him. Yeah. He said he died right away and had to go back in and start the level over. And, wow. and, I, and I love the, the multi-tier setup that you can you have to traverse to higher areas and right. all that. It's, it's basically like they looked at a tactics ogre game and said, all right, how do you speed that up? Like, you know, how do you make something like Tactics Ogre more accessible by right. just kind of speeding it up and letting you draw these lines on the map like, you know, Advanced Wars of Fire Emblem style? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm really interested to see more. I hope it holds up and that it's not a one-trick pony where yeah. after a while you go, okay, I get it now. I'm fighting a different type of rabbit, which yeah. I know you'd be really into. Just, just them out. kill them all. Take them out. Kill them all. Kill them all. Kill them all. Uh, you got enough guns for I'm it. I'm really yeah. excited for this game because I am not a huge Fire Emblem fan. But I like strategy games. I know. I'm sorry, buddy. Um, but I like strategy games. I really miss Advance Wars. Yeah. I'm yep. really excited to I miss it play too. another Nintendo f- uh, strategy game. Yeah. And hopefully this one kind of scratches like, that Even itch, though so. I don't like rabbits, I'm, I would like to play this game. Yeah. Like, I don't want to ignore it just because I don't like a character design. Like, sure. that's, yep. that's silly. Well, I think it's, it's, like, it's, it's doing what Nintendo games do best at their core, right? It's taking this very kind of... Uh, in-depth and sometimes obtuse video game genre and putting mm-hmm. it towards something that I can understand. It. Yep, like, yep. Super Mario RPG did it. Advanced Horse did it. Fire right. Emblem to a degree, although that gets a lot Mario deeper. Kart did Mario Kart it. does yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Yeah, let's, uh, if you want to know more about this game, obviously we've got uh, more coverage on IGN. There's a cool video coming on uh, Mario plus Rabbits that we will announce soon as well, so keep your eyes open for that. Is that, is that the one I did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to show you guys that. Mother I'm very, Brian very, very, very proud of it. Yeah. Um, let's talk about another big game that's not coming this month unfortunately we have to wait a little bit longer um, but it's coming next September month September 15th yeah. and that's so close and it is Metro. <laughs> oh, it's like just in time for me to TGS yeah that's right I, we are getting a new Metroid game for the Nintendo 3DS and uh, if you're still bummed out that it's not on Switch <laughs> obviously you're getting a, a Switch Prime in the future um Switch Prime. I was very, very pleasantly surprised with the Yo, level of art style this game rules. and yeah. the presentation. Yeah. You know, from what I played, um, it looks so nice. I'll keep I, saying like, it's the one game I'm gonna play in 3D. Yeah, yeah. I, I turn so, on 3D. It's like, yeah. wow, this is actually really cool. It, it adds so much 3D. to it. Before yeah. we talk more about our impressions from actually playing it, I mm-hmm. want to give oh. a shout out to Marshall Garduk. He's one of our most prolific NVC fans. Um, Marshall has autism, and he's uh, active as an ambassador of the Autism Speaks organization. Uh, he sends us a lot of uh, a lot of mail, a lot of uh, emails, uh, and 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 tweets. But he also sent us a nice package with personal letters, old classic snail letters for mm-hmm. everybody uh, on the NVC team, and uh, asked us about Metroid. That's one of the franchises uh, that he cares about more than anything. Same. And so uh, he asked this specific question to all of you: mm. Can you please tell me 
from the bottom of your hearts why you care about Metroid. What does Metroid mean to you? I have trouble understanding why people care about the same things as I do because I have autism and I'm not able to fully understand other people's feelings and emotions compared to mine. So what, I mean, what attracts you guys to this franchise? Uh, to me, more so than any other franchise, uh, Metroid is about an atmosphere and about a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially Metroid Prime, uh, the, the first one, I don't think that I've played a game. Maybe Shadow of Colossus had like the same, a same similar feeling of this sort of like loneliness and desolation. But I feel like Prime, especially because you're just out there. Samus doesn't have a horse. She's just out there on her own <laughs> fighting all those bad Metroid boys. And um, that sense of isolation, that sense of loneliness, um, just like the atmospheric music, it really, I think more so than any franchise, uh, it sets a mood better than than any other series that I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. For me, and uh, Marshall brought this up too and, and said, why do you guys care about it so much when, you know, it's not as recognized as Mario, Zelda, any of the other great Nintendo franchises like Pokemon that, that outsell Metroid. For me, my love affair with that game actually started um, back in 1994 when Super Metroid came out. Uh, I lived in Japan. I had rediscovered my love for gaming, got myself the Super Famicom, played games like Legend of Zelda, and I like, really got this sense that, you know, there was something really, really special about these Nintendo games that that build a story through the items and the abilities you collect. You know, if you play Link to the Past, you start with nothing in the rain, has this amazing atmosphere of you against the world, mm-hmm. right? You're you're out there alone. Super Metroid started the same way. Like mm-hmm. a spaceship came down. And so the moment I started playing that, I'm like, oh my God, is this like Link to the Past but 2D? But space. Yeah, like right. that same kind of atmosphere and kind of loneliness where you 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 become more and more powerful. With the difference that in Super Metroid, you're already a badass. Mm-hmm. Like in the Metroid franchise, you don't start as the little kid. You mm-hmm. play as a badass bounty hunter and then you have a very specific goal. I'm also a huge fan of the Aliens franchise. Mm-hmm. So Alien, the original uh, Ridley Scott movie, the James Cameron sequel, I really love those films, but I, I will always cherish that kind of isolation and loneliness you got from Alien 1. Yeah. yeah, And I felt like Super Metroid, more than anything, embodied that, where it's like, you have a goal, get off this planet, or in this game specifically, hunt down all the Metroids, and like you're like singularly focused on this thing, and then you get derailed, and you try to work like with this environment, like you walk into a room and you're like getting cooked and you're like, oh, get out quick, yep. you know. That's that's what attracted me to this franchise. I got an NES when I was a little kid in the 80s and I picked out a couple games and one of them was this game called Metroid and because it had like a robot astronaut on the cover who was fighting like a yellow porcupine or whatever it was <laughs> back then. And I didn't know anything about it. I remember starting out and hearing that music and seeing the character model head on from the beginning yeah. or the sprite yeah. which you never saw back then and then immediately realizing you could go left yep and then going wait what like mario makes me go right every platforming game makes me yep. go right and i keep running and i went left and i got a morph ball and i was like oh i can shrink and turn into a ball and start rolling around yeah. and then exploring that game and realizing like i was this is my first time experiencing like playable dystopian sci-fi and knowing that this was this character that could go into these elevators down into these like almost tomb like areas and just get lost i would just wake up on a saturday morning start playing that game and being like i don't even know where i am in this world i'm like 70 elevators deep there's enemies i've never seen before they're playing this like terrifying 8-bit sci-fi music and then one day beating the game and then the spaceman takes off his helmet and it's a woman yep. and you're like that's one of the coolest things i've ever seen yeah, it was a good twist huh? yeah yeah. So I, yeah, I've always loved those games. Aww. What about you, Miranda? You're you're a little younger than us old uh, men here. Yeah. yeah. Hey. I'm a bit younger. <laughs> huh? 
As some of not us. Not as old as you guys. He's, he's only he's, he's <laughs> twenty years younger than Zach is twenty two. <laughs> wow, younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> so I am interested in Metroid because of how interested everyone else is and how much they love Metroid. And I think Samus is just a cool character. Um, my first interaction with Metroid was Metroid Prime Hunters demo on the Nintendo T- Nintendo DS, the original one. And so that was the only exposure I had at that point because like I had, didn't have older friends that had like grew up with Nintendo and I was pretty much like the oldest of the people yeah. that I knew was gaming. So this was That's my first exposure. Weird I was like, wow, entry point. this is so cool. Yeah. And I played that demo a whole bunch. Like I don't remember how many times I played it. Uh, and that was it. And I never played any Metroid thing again. Holy uh, moly, are you serious? Now. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Well, did, now. Did you, I mean, it's just like there's so many games. Like I was very fortunate to grow up with like multiple systems. Right. And my parents were very much like, here's the new yeah. Pokemon. So I like get into the new Pokemon. And I just never really, I guess, had a reason to be interested in Metroid yeah. until I grew up and heard that everyone loves Metroid. Um, so that's why I'm very excited for this, Sonic Returns. I feel like they're still good in you. And we can get you to play <laughs> even Metroid Prime 1. And oh, discover man. why it's awesome. So your experience, I think, is really interesting because you're you're not alone. There are a lot of people who have never played a Metroid game. And if you look at the sales numbers for that franchise, it just doesn't live up to Nintendo's core franchise. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like your Mario, Zelda, Zelda, Pokemon just perform much, much better. Um, so it's really interesting that that was your entry point. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of interesting kind of getting into it now because I'm very excited about that because yeah. I do love Nintendo franchises like Zelda's profoundly important to me and like me growing up and stuff but yeah I somehow missed Metroid so Marshall that's It's why okay. we care about the Metroid franchise I hope you uh, agree with us that there's something special there so let's talk about why we care about this specific game Samus Returns mm-hmm. coming to the Nintendo 3DS um For me, I started playing it and it all came back. Yep. Because the way, like just the way it gets introduced, it just feels like classic, yep. you know, Metroid, NES, Super Super, Super NES Metroid. It, it's kind of hard to see the Game Boy skeleton underneath it all because they changed so, so much. So much of it, yeah. yeah. It doesn't feel like you're playing a remake. It yeah. doesn't feel so like good. you're playing a remake of like a four-bit game yeah. that had no yeah. map and no colors. Yeah, it feels like a brand new game. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, and that was my biggest fear going into this when it first got announced, when you first saw screenshots for it. I was like... If it doesn't feel right, like Mario games all have that. There's a specific way Super Mario jumps. And if he doesn't, yep. it feels weird, right? Yep. Right. Imposter. Yeah. yeah. If there's just something off about that rhythm, that movement, that, that sort of the momentum. Um, and I feel the same, same thing about Metroid and jumping into this game and immediately running around and shooting things and, and, and traversing the environment, turning into a ball and like finding little hidden nooks and crannies and like secrets and stuff. I was like, this is, this is Metroid. This is great. I think Mercury's team just nailed it. Like yeah. more so than with Castlevania. You know, like they really, when you hold down the button and you're able to kind of free aim around, it just feels right. Yeah. It feels so good. Um, I think the morph ball is a little sticky, but it, it's always been like that in the franchise. But overall, the, the sticky motion. Sticky ball is supposed to be the one that's sticky. <laughs> overall, I feel like the, the feel of it is right. And then I think the art is actually remarkably good. Like yeah. I got real Retro Studios vibes yeah. with the background. It's I was got a so cool, impressed. Yeah, it's got a cool, like, almost Egyptian vibe to it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the, the machinations and stuff in the background. Like, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. It, right? looks more, it looks more so like the retro stuff than it looks like Super Metroid it, or, or even uh, like Zero Mission. I mean, the Chozo right. look very Egyptian. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and so they play with that and they build these bigger contraptions yeah. with, like, lights that light up that look like classic uh, Egyptian art. And then the layering, you were talking about the 3D, yeah, I, right? Yeah, they're like, play with the 3D on. And usually I don't because I get a little sick whenever I'm, you know, chasseled around, um, especially with the newer 3DSs. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, 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 do it. And I was like, okay. And then I just turn it on. And I was just like, 
oh hey this is one i will i will definitely play in 3d like at yeah. least halfway 3d like it is just so good it is the environment is amazing you played it at comic-con right you got to play it at yeah. comic-con yeah. yeah you were there for the disney with the ign show mm -hmm. that's airing on disney xd if you haven't it watched is. it we're taking one week break and then it's back right um yeah. i think we're airing our first 10 episodes for the next two weeks so okay. we're just doing reruns so right you can rerun you can watch soon. the reruns yeah yeah so we're coming up very but soon. um yeah there was a segment of you going to the nintendo booth actually checking out uh metroid some of the games yes a lot yeah. of other things oh my gosh i had yeah. so much fun with that segment i like mostly just did nintendo stuff at comic con i was mm -hmm. so happy that's awesome nice. to meet pikachu yeah, Saw that. Happiest day. We, we had so much material. So we, we split it over two episodes. Look those up. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can also find the uh, IGN show on IGN. Yeah, surprisingly yeah. Uh, go to IGN just mouse over Makes shows sense. and it's right there yeah. so you can you can catch the Metroid stuff in there I those are episodes 9 and 10 so we talked about Metroid talked about Skyrim on Switch we talked about Super Mario Odyssey of course so we had a ton of stuff in there um, but yes I did get to play Samus Returns and I was very happy they got me to do it because um, like I said this is my first experience really with an actual Metroid game that's not a demo. So you're in. Oh yeah, you're I'm very in. I'm very excited to play this. Nice. The the 3D works really well on it because it looks like you're kind of looking into like a diorama. I've mm -hmm. always really loved yeah. 3D on 2D uh, 2D planes. Yeah. Um, and Nintendo handles them really well. Like uh, this specifically, it's just got this awesome. It just feels like there's a tiny Metroid world in your hands. It's, yeah. You know? And it has the there's one area that has kind of like a fog layer in the yeah. background, and so you have you know you have a background, then you have fog in between, then you have another background, another background yeah. behind it. It just gives this 2D game so much depth, and I you know it runs it runs well. When you switch on the 3D, there's a, a tiny little performance hit mm. um, with the 3D off. It it runs a little faster, but it's not uh, anything to impair your your the feel or the controls. I've, I always find it strange. To like demo a uh, Metroid game, which admittedly I, I haven't had the chance to do in a while because there haven't mm -hmm. been one in, in the years I've been working in this industry. But it's always weird because those games start off with spoilers. You have a bunch of stuff, they take it all away, you have mm -hmm. nothing, and you slowly build back up. And when you play a demo, you're like, I have the morph ball, but I yeah. don't have bombs. I have missiles, but I don't have the ice beam. Like eventually you'll get everything. But they showed us just this spoilers. Part. Spoilers. Oh it. man, ice beam. Ice beam. <laughs> ice beam. They oh. showed us a part where it was just sort. You're kind of, I would guess, early on in the game. Well, you don't so, really have a ton of stuff yet. So I handed my demo unit off to you. Yeah. And I started at the very beginning of the game. Yeah. And yeah. so like, I did too. I started yeah, from and the so very beginning. I started from the very beginning. The ship comes down. Da, 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 yep. Right chills um yeah. and then yeah you find i think within the first five minutes of playing i found the morph ball i found a missile upgrade i found an energy upgrade mm -hmm. just by poking around and that's that's the thing about metroid that that will keep you coming back is because there's always something to discover you're there. so well and, hidden too yeah, yeah and one of the first power oh actually i don't know if i can talk about that I can't remember if that's before or after. The well, in the very beginning, there's a power-up that lets sonar. you scan. That's the one. Yeah, so yeah. that one is okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah we've yeah, seen we've that played one. that. Mm -hmm. so, cool. Yeah. Embargoes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you get this power-up that basically lets you use sonar. And so you can scan an area. You can scan the map that you're looking at, and it'll show you if there's, like, items or enemies or Metroids. Breaks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really, really cool. It's like, yeah, and I yeah. mean... Metroid purists might choose to play without that because part of the fun is figuring out like, oh, I didn't realize I could destroy that block or I yeah. didn't know that this wall had something behind it. But the uh, the idea that th this game specifically is about tracking down X amount of things. Yeah. It's, like you it's can, the bounty hunter game yeah, in the franchise. Like you right? can finish yeah. Metroid games with 60% completion, 70% completion rate if you don't find every energy tank, if you don't find every missile upgrade. But this game specifically to beat it, you have to find all the Metroid, right? Yeah. So yeah. I have a confession. 
I kind of feel bad about killing Metroid. Yeah, yeah, you should. So, they're, kind of, they're cute. Yeah, but they're, but they're different variations so, yeah. of Metroids, and they're not themselves. So. so when they evolve into that weird buggy thing, I was like, no, you gotta go. So that <laughs> one, you're cool. You're getting out of here. Okay. But just the little guy with the teeth, you were like, yeah, not into. Like, oh, yeah. like what if I just like. What if I just pet you? Would, but, like, will you mm-hmm. be happier? Can we find you something so, else to eat? So you're a huge anime fan. Maybe you should play the one with the baby. Yeah, the baby. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. Her first Metroid game. Before <laughs> well, but she's used to nonsense storylines. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. No, I mean, yeah. other other M is sure. actually an interesting game. It's just it it's not quite as good as the other titles in the Metroid <laughs> franchise. See, I'm of the camp that thinks that the gameplay in other M is totally fine. Yeah, and definitely no, but, worthwhile. But, but the story is just no, but, bunk. But it is very it is very anime. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. The story is very enemy. Yeah, and, and that, that. that talks about, like, it's more about the Metroid isn't isn't the enemy, per se. Aww. She does so, the thumbs down. That's what she game. does in the, yeah, yeah in one of the opening uh. cutscenes. She's just, yeah. <laughs> she's very dramatic. Because she realizes she's in Metroid Other M. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, it's, it, it's it, fine. It's come a totally on, I, fine. I know that game. There's so many haters. That game is fine. I'm not a hater okay. of that game. We Good. all like different things. You know what I really okay. It's okay. You know what I really like about uh, Samus Returns, though? It's like the so the small additions, like the wall grab. When you yeah. jump up to a wall, yeah. it really changes the, the feel of the game. But the, the parry, the counter move, the is melee really counter, good. Yeah. So that one's a little weird because it does take a, a little bit to get used to because Timing. there's a little delay in it. It's, yeah, it's, it's almost, not a sorry, quick. Go. It's just like a... Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. almost like a rhythm game. Yeah. Because an enemy will telegraph when it's going to do an attack that you can counter. It's like, and it's like, like So it's, it's like, charges, it's right? like a three count. Like it'll... it'll show you that it's going to do something and then it'll move and then on the third count you have to counter yep. and it took me a while to get it down oh me too yeah and I actually played the Rich uh, George who was here giving us yep. the demos uh, f- friend of the pod um, he uh, was making fun of me because throughout the duration of my playthrough he could just hear my alarm going off because I was so close to dying like the whole time that I was yep. playing yep. because yep. I just I was only trying to counter for the first half of that demo until I got it down mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Awesome. The counter, the counter completely changes the way you play that game. It's uh, yeah. really cool. Totally it's the key agree. to beating some of the mini bosses. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really. And it's smart. got you know you get a little bit of an auto aim right after you yeah. execute it on an enemy. So if an enemy moves up slightly, it, it follows the the shots follow. So there's some good strategy in that title. Um, really excited about it. it comes out September 15th. Um, as we get to play more and get to explore more, we'll definitely be talking more about that. I mean, we've talked for years about how there isn't a Metroid game, so. We better talk about it. I just want that squishy Metroid amiibo. I do like the amiibos, too. Yeah, we know. You have <laughs> them all. Let's, uh, Shocker you know, that Pear likes an amiibo. Let's, like, wait, wow, really? let's close out so cool. uh, this here episode of Nintendo Voice Chat by uh, answering some of our fan questions. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Check in with the listeners. All, should we do all three? Do you want to do one? one yeah. Let's go rapid one, fire. Okay. Why don't we start? Yeah, we'll go rapid fire. Um, James Clark says, Hi, Pear, Brian, Young, George Lucas, and Miranda. This I have a... F- yeah. <laughs> I have a question that has been on my mind for a while now. With the recent Samus Returns Amiibo controversy, I felt now would be a good time to ask. The question is, what, in your opinions, do you think the best strategy for Amiibo functionality in games should be going forward? I have the answer. They should all work in style, savvy, fashion forward, so I can have more outfits for my characters and Bingo. in my shop. Your answer is actually uh, it's much more specific than mine, but in exactly <laughs> what I'm going for, too. Uh, they should be cosmetic. Yeah, yeah. in-game Entirely rewards cosmetic. cosmetic. Yeah, absolutely fair, I think. It's just like a fun thing. It's like if you have it, cool for you. If you don't have it, 
you're going to be fine. I yep. think that Zelda yep. did it best. Like, I think that yep. Breath of the Wild did it best in terms of amiibo functionality because occasionally it would drop a, a costume that you could use or it just dropped like a bunch of meat and fruit and was like, well, here's a little bonus, you know, for yep. using an amiibo. Sometimes it brought a nice wolf boy in there yeah. too. Yeah. So I also like how that worked in Happy Home Designer and like just having yeah. those like just get special items or if you want the cards to get to, like specific townspeople. Yeah. Like that's just a fun way to use them, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think Mario Kart's a cool way too. It's just cosmetic there as well. I mean, little things like Ma- Mario, Mario Maker Mario. I thought was the best implementation where one. you just you go like, oh my God, do they really all work? And you start scanning and seeing all these outfits outfits. I, I thought that was really good. I'm actually not opposed to it being uh, a way to get DLC. The problem is though that Amiibo have been so frustrating to find. Like the ones you want are so hard to find that when it locks away a part of the game that you can't get any other way, you have them all. They can't yeah, be that hard to find. Super frustrating. <laughs> and I had, I had a bunch of help from uh, NVC listeners. You know, True. some folks working uh, at GameStop who helped me uh, find them. Actually, oh. um, that, I want to hear that story. Like how you got all the Amiibo. Check yes. out this week's I, NBC before vlog. I was not gray. Yeah. I was not gray before I started. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I actually don't mind if, if, for example, the Zelda DLC um, came like you bought a package of with an amiibo and that unlocked the DLC, and then separately you'd be able to buy it just as DLC online. I'd be totally fine with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the locking away of content without the ability to actually get the freaking amiibo—that's the problem. Well, that's what makes it tough, right? I mean, yeah. I, I still see like the Wolf amiibo is going for like seventy-five bucks on eBay. Damn, Ooh. really? That sucks. If you just want to play that game. With the cool wolf like you oh. gotta pay all that money that's more money than the game costs I have two. Uh, if you need to borrow one see the, you're the problem this is what I, this is what we're saying right here yeah, okay yeah I don't think Travis Grant asks do you think we'll see an updated switch i.e. more storage more colors etc if so what quarter of what year do you think we'll first see it personally I was wondering if we'd see a Mario switch console given how big this game is projecting but I wanted to know your feelings too you think so we think we'll get like special edition switches yes. yeah I mean yeah. Nintendo is like uh, pretty famous for doing this kind of stuff yeah uh, especially on their handheld devices they've done this for years um, switch isn't a handheld what's that so the switch isn't a handheld well I know it's a little bit of both though right like kind of yeah so my thing is that it does not have a strap or a place for me to put uh, keychains or straps, so it's not a handheld. Oh man! Oh, that's my. You opinion. sure? Can you yeah. wedge also, it? Can you wedge it, it in somewhere? <laughs> I mean, it's, really? it's yeah. Yeah, Reggie that's, said that? that's yeah. totally fair. I feel like they've also done special edition consoles for like no, oh, absolutely. Like, like, like they're gonna like, do. Yeah. There's no question they'll do that. Yeah. You but got they all, don't. You got me all like tripped up right now thinking about like. I feel like most of their. It's a console that has a handheld, handheld function. Like that's kind of how they have hmm. positioned it. I feel like most of their You need danglies, huh? Yeah, I got right. I have one on all my DSs. Okay. What about the DSs. Game Boy? The original Game Boy, can you dangle? Um they probably did have one. What about the iPhone? For, for can you dangle? Um, you can dangle. No, cuz it sucks. But from the from the case? Yes, I have okay. cases that have that cuz it's really important to me to all have right. my Pikachu's with me everywhere. Got well, there will be a special edition of the Switch with dangly hooks. <laughs> um, well, obviously, you can do some stuff with the cases. That's what happen, ha- ha- happens yeah. with mobile games. I think there'll be a special edition. Um, I think the next. I think Nintendo is going to upgrade the hardware. Yeah, There's me too. No doubt in my mind, they have they have looked at the market and said consumers will upgrade machines. Look at the 3DS, and they're going to do it again. With oh, absolutely! Like, yeah. I would no question. Hundred percent buy an upgrade. Switch, I, I, I think it's so going to take a while. I think 2018, holiday 2018, is when yeah, you're going to get your next too. iteration of the Switch. Yeah. Wow, really? Um, yeah, that's I don't think. I don't, I don't think. I think anything sooner than that is too soon. I don't, I don't. I think. I think especially I, given the. I think especially given the scarcity, like it's getting better now. But the idea that the Switch will is coming up on on being out for a year. Uh, well, not quite, but like you know, like soon it will be. Um, I think that people. 
who are still looking for them are going to be bummed if there's like a second version of them that's already I, readily I available. I do not think we'll see a more powerful version of the Nintendo Switch in the next two years. Me either, Definitely actually. Not. And I, I, would, I don't want them to do that. No, I don't like, either. I look just at, bought this. And look at the, the new Nintendo 3DS. Yeah. They did almost nothing with that. I mean, I, how long did it take for the PlayStation and the PS4 Pro? That was 2013 to 2016, right? Yeah, yeah, it took a while years. longer. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, years. Yeah, that's a completely different but Nintendo, different concept too. I okay. mean, that's like a home. That's a home console trying. So to... So I want to see how long it took them to do the DS to the DS Lite to DSi. I think DSi I was, was a bigger I, I, one. It was, it was slow at first, ago. but yeah. there have been lots of iterations now. See, I, I feel like it was like rapid Let's go fire. The history like, of the yeah. DS. Well, the thing is with, with Nintendo, they won't do this unless it's like there's suf- something like actively suffocating their vision for making games, or if yeah. third parties are knocking down their doors, like voice chat. Well, that's ah, a, that's a separate issue. Sick burn. I mean, putting so, a headphone so jack on a controller board. is that's something fine. that you can do without releasing. You might a new need console. more RAM just to run kind of cross-game chat. Like I, I could see an upgrade like that, where it is <laughs> it is important to a certain segment of the audience, and they'll say like, "Oh, I'll buy the new one," but everybody who already bought it won't feel like, "Oh, I'm now a generation behind." Right. Like I think, uh, 4K, you know, a 4K update. That's a bigger. That's update a huge for the update. Machine, you know, the system yeah, can already output to 4K. It just doesn't. Stream it can't even output to 1080p on it its home menu right now, anything. but it can. It could do for streaming video. I yeah. think if you have third parties going like, hey, we have a vision for a game for Switch, but we can't do it. Like, help us out. Yeah. Then Ninten- if, if there's hundreds of third parties saying that, Nintendo will go, okay. But if they're selling, you know, 10 million, 20 million a year off of, you know, last gen hardware effectively, yeah. then why would they need to change mm-hmm. a thing? Yeah. Well, we'll see. In, in the meantime, uh, we will definitely get special editions like hope, this, right? I'm holding up the, the Splatoon. This, in right. Japan, uh, you could buy the Splatoon special edition with these controller colors. But, of course, the core console is the same thing. I think yeah. we'll get red and blue Joy-Cons for Mario. I hope yeah. we have a few more coming out in like the holiday season. I'd love to get more Joy-Cons that are different colors same and different yep. themes. Yes. Yeah. All right, it's last question. What have we got? David asks, I recently managed to order a new Switch in Canada after setting up an alert for several online retailers. However, because of the basic design and semi-mobile use of the console, I'm already looking at accessories that will make it easier to use or add a bit of protection. I was wondering which accessories or add-ons are must-haves. Do you need a screen protector? Are controller straps a must? We'd love to see what your Switch setups are like. Regards, David. I put together a, a short list of my stuff, but hmm. I don't know what you guys. So I, you know, I I have the standard cases from uh, Nintendo, from right? Nintendo. Official, so yeah. first, first I have the one. official, the one that came in out in the U.S. That's black, and yep. I feel like that has enough protection. It has that that kind of like felt feeling stand in the middle um, that protects your your device as well. And then I bought the Splatoon special edition from Japan. Yeah, the cool thing um, about that case is it doubles as a, a kickstand on yep. the inside of yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. So oh. I feel yeah. like that's yeah. I feel like that's enough. I didn't even know that. I have yeah. this yeah. too. Oh, I have the Splatoon one? one. I have the plain one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you can just like pop it that way. That way, it holds up. A bunch of games and like it's got a so I think like for for cases if you uh, are going digital then you can get something like that if you're have a if you're a physical collector get something with a bunch of pockets for so the fatter ones they're slightly fatter ones harder Mm -hmm. cases Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go for the the soft cases though there are a whole bunch of them out there Andrew had one on the show last week the Zelda one he imported Um, any pressure on those like it it, you can damage the screen so I'd be a little careful with that if you're tossing it into your bag yeah Yeah. I think in terms of like must-haves it's case Screen protector if you're popping it in and out of your yep. uh, your dock a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hori then, stand I like. Do you like the Hori stand? 
I, I have a different I sound actually that I like better. Have? I have this one from this company called Lamical. It's L A M I C A L L. You can play in vertical mode. You can adjust it to like varying degrees. I saw on the Hori one, there's pretty much just like one or two positions for it. Yeah, okay. you can um, you can do vertical on that too. Oh, it, interesting. It, it'll work. Um, yeah. But yeah, the Hori one it has a pass through for so you can plug it in while you have it on uh, the stand, yeah. which I like for That's airplanes. Cool. Yeah. Same, yeah. same, same. Yeah. I saw a uh, Daiso. Like art, little baby art stand that you could get for like yeah. painting, the, and that the, works. Yeah. So I'm gonna get that soon because it's a dollar st- A lot of iPad <laughs> yeah. stands work yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I think that's the company I have yet. is that they have one of those. Um, Hori also makes good cases. The um, tempered glass screen protector is the most important thing. I think it's the same one you it's have. The one right? I have, yeah. Yeah, it's from a company called AM Film. Uh, they're two in the pack for nine bucks. They're specifically made for the Switch. Yep. Yeah. They fit it perfectly. Uh, what I did was I dusted off my screen like crazy, and then I applied it underneath one of those um fans like above your oven oh yeah so like you know the oven your yeah so when you smoke make some real smoky food or whatever because you screwed up uh you just go under there it gets all the dust off your screen and then put the screen the screen protector on works perfectly for me if your shatters for some dumb reason you get an, another one so do you have to cook or can you do another method you have to be cooking okay. the entire cook. time. it has yeah. to burn don't cook yeah. your switch okay uh and then i also got a rav power battery portable charger it was See, that's like, one i'm missing yeah it's like yeah, 30 or 40 charger. bucks maybe the portal we have an article on ign if you just search for ign um you know, uh, and we feature them in our daily deals article. But just the the power bricks and yep. stuff, it's I you have to use one when you go in on when a you're trip. traveling and when yeah. you're on a trip. Yeah, yeah, if you don't charge it, it's, it's not gonna last. Yeah, yeah this, I gotta get one, one for Germany. This one I believe Oof. gives you like three or four full charges. Charges. So yeah. when you're playing a game like Zelda and you're on the 12 hour flight, or even like I fly to New York all the time, it's a six hour flight. It's so easy to just crush through that battery. And don't don't use the dinky ones that are just for phones. Like look for the ones that have higher uh, higher voltage for yep. uh, for um, tablets, for example. For USB C stuff. In, specifically. In, a, in a lot of you know in a lot of cases, the smaller ones will charge, but you will keep running down the battery, so it just ex- extends it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the bigger bricks will actually, actually charge, charge your device while you're playing it. Yeah. Yeah. In cases, your switch will charge your device. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's which true. is weird. And I, I have not run into a um, Joy-Con ru- running out of battery. Obviously, Nintendo released the arms. You have so many of them. Battery. <laughs> Maybe that's why, huh? Oh no, but have you run out of uh, battery? No, in never. I have. Yeah. Never. You have? No, have. not all the way. Not all the way out. But I've gotten warnings that my batteries are low in my Joy-Con. Yeah, okay. I, have, I have once or twice. We'll yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I never felt the need to get the add-on chargers that that use uh, regular batteries. Yeah. yeah no. That I you don't can buy farms or is that from like you guys playing with the with the grip the batteries yes. yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. the batteries last like 10 times longer than the, the switch itself yeah. does i, yeah. like I, I said like pro I, controller too the first yeah, yeah. two yeah. months that yeah. i had my switch i played it almost exclusively with the joy con grip right I mean, right docked, so. that yeah. i do that a lot just because i like having all the big and all my tv yeah but the yeah. the essential add-on is a USB-C cable plugged yes. into the back of the switch just let it dangle behind your credenza or wherever you set it up so when you're not playing with your pro controller Credenza made you laugh, didn't it? Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm, I'm fancy pants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so plug wait. it in while you're not playing it. To, also, go, to go with my RAV Power battery charger, I got a thing. It's a, from a company called iOrange because everyone just has stupid names on Amazon. It's a USB-C six-foot cable. It was dirt cheap, really durable. I really like it. I fly with it all the time. Um, yeah, that's... That and the 200 gigabyte memory card was priceless for me. But there's, yeah. there isn't a lot of other stuff. I mean, there you, you can... Uh, there, there are no third-party docks yet. I mean, there's some dock uh, uh, 
mods yeah. where you you have to Nintendo doesn't allow anybody to make that connection yet so no third party dock set hopefully that'll become a reality in the future um, but right now I mean the accessories game is pretty slim mm-hmm. for the Switch wouldn't yeah. you say yeah. there's not a lot Honestly, you can do with it I would go so far as to say the most important accessory that you can get with your Switch is the Pro Controller I still yeah. have like, one. It's it. They're what? They're getting a little easier to find now, well, they were, and they are they, expensive. But yeah. I uh, no hyperbole. This is for sure my favorite controller yep. ever. Like yeah. the oh. way it feels in your hands, like it is a wow. perfect controller. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, I dig it too. Uh, good questions. Where where can people mm-hmm. ask these questions if they want to be featured on the show? Uh, these were sent to our email. We yep. try to cycle through where we get the questions from. Uh, you can hit us up at nvc at ign uh, or you can follow us on Twitter at it's at NVC Podcast. There we go. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. you can join our Facebook group. That's groups.com slash no, groups.com. I say groups.com. <laughs> Wrong podcast. Search for a Nintendo groups. Voice Chat uh, podcast, podcast forum. forums. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, so go check those out. Um, usually we pop in there and try to ask for questions, or just you know send us an email. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, Honestly, you, know. you can post questions on YouTube too because we're in there yeah. a lot as well. Yeah. Jeez, how convenient. Yeah. yeah. So There's many places awesome. to find you, and we will find you. Yeah. Whoa. And that's that brings us. That's scary. That brings us to the end of our show this week. If you like NVC and you want to support us, the best way to do that is to watch the shows. Um, you subscribe did it. to us on, on iTunes uh, your, or your favorite podcast feed. Uh, go on YouTube and find the Nintendo Voice Chat channel because we broke it out from our main IGN channel. Uh, it's a small, fledgling channel, I think just under 30,000 subs. Um, subscribe, leave us feedback there. We love hearing from our fans. Uh, if we goof, post a correction. We're happy to hear that too, uh, especially Zach. Zach loves goofing. Yeah, I just spoofing um, and goofing. That's my middle you know, name. Like if somebody were to call a great game designer Michael by accident, for example, you, you can classic leave, Zach yeah. move. You can oh, leave, over there. Leave the comment there. Um, we will be back next week with uh, more interesting topics. If you can't wait that long, there are other podcasts you should check out. I referenced Game Scoop earlier, where you know the crew talked about the Nintendo Switch. Lots of Nintendo Switch fans in in the office. So Game Scoop is another good uh, podcast to subscribe to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do watch the IGN show. Um, yes, Miranda, please. Miranda is on it. He's, she's all over it. And there were lots of Nintendo segments in the last couple of episodes. So mm-hmm. do check that out. And that was the chime that means we have to go and help some other children. So <laughs> tune in next week. 